Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. warm I am on the inside on the outside I'm glowy there's liquid flying out of my eyeballs um yeah so (laughs) so my guest today uh Ingrid Rijo she has selected some song all my guests have been selecting amazing songs and these ones um were really powerful for me so we started off with a little troll action and do love me some JT and and that uh that got me going I have small children so that's a mainstay in our home the next song that you chose uh is called Brave and um I don't know if I've heard it and and even if I had I hadn't heard it in this way and lyrically it moved me huge it was extremely powerful um I call it self songs. Like there's so many songs out there, especially love songs that if you were to just quickly turn it and say, it's my higher self talking to my, my fearful self or the, the part of me that's not sure that's not ready. Um, it changes the everything of the song. And it, it, I find it like extremely empowering. And this was one of those moments and not to say that it was necessarily like a love song, but when I thought about singing it to myself mm-hmm. and talking to how, um, the, you know, the walls that I have built and moving past that and um, the words that are trapped under my skin and all of those things. Like I literally, I couldn't stop right. I was dancing my butt down yeah. at the bottom and writing at the same time. It was just really, really powerful. <laughs> Very talented. Um, yeah. And I really love that. And then of course, rounding it out with this is me. And I, I have yet to meet a, to meet a woman who hasn't told me how much they love the soundtrack for The Greatest Showman. So um, if you're out there, maybe, well, that's too bad for you. Um, <laughs> I, I love every song on that soundtrack. And that one is, a, is such an anthem for women who are empowering others, who are first time empowered. It is, it is such a powerful, powerful song. And, you know, by midway, I'm bawling my eyes out. Yeah. And, um, you know, for those of us that, that feel music, it's like that extra added, like my skin was on fire and like the whole Oh, I can't breathe. Oh, this is happening. Like it's just such an emotional response and that I love, that I crave, that I want more of. Like it's so good. Yeah. Not often do I put myself in a position where I want to like heave cry. Um, but like <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I need that song. I need to make yeah. that happen. I need that emotional response. So thank you. Thank You're you for welcome. that. Welcome. I um, thank you. I love that. That yeah. was such a fun way to start. Right? Yes. I feel pumped. <laughs> I mean, I got like the the eyes mascara dripping down it's do it's dewy it's just it's, it's like a glow the flush is, is that yes yes that is definitely the intention i thank you ingrid for joining me i am so i've been excited for this moment since the day that i met you um online so we both had the pleasure of being um guest facilitators for the big brothers and big sisters go girls program mm-hmm. and um loved every part of that and mm-hmm. when i when I got the chance to meet you and I started to hear a little bit about who you are and what you do, I'm like, what? How do I not know this woman? How I is know. This- <laughs> what? <laughs> Where do we miss that road? <laughs> I didn't take a turn somewhere. <laughs> no, and I'm, I'm so grateful for the online space that makes it feel like we are literally in, like in each other's backyard when, I mean, we are you know, you're not on the other side of the planet. Um, no. but now in the <laughs> Sometimes days, of, I feel like it, right? 
<laughs> well, now in the days of COVID, it's not, you right? know, I don't just jaunt out to Alliston. I don't just, you know, whip over to anywhere. I don't do any of that. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited uh, to hear about your journey and to, because like myself, you are a multi-passionate person and, and I just love how you have taken um, the parts of yourself and, and woven them together. And, and that's what I, when I see your work, when I see you put anything out into the world, it's very clear of, of like you are present in that and, and the services that you offer all just seem to flow from that. And I think that's absolutely phenomenal. Kind of love Thank it. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. So I'm going to let the people know a little bit about you officially so that it isn't just my, you know, me loving up on you. Although, you know, that's <laughs> cool too. Um, so Ingrid is a registered nurse and psychotherapist, also known as Yogi Mama or the Feel Good Nurse, which is how I kind of was introduced to you. Mm -hmm. um, she's passionate about empowering others to live happy, healthy, fulfilling lives with over 20 years of experience in the education, development, and implementation of health and wellness programs. She loves helping others get unstuck, which I think is what maybe attracted me, attracted me to you in the first place. Um, and she helps the people to move their bodies and their minds to happier places with psychotherapy coaching and yoga, which is now mostly online. Mm -hmm. uh, so she, you work with mostly women, which of course is um, it, in my world, that's the, the same. And I love that you span, you know, from pregnant mamas to seniors and, and kind of everything in between. And I know that um, how much you love working with children, which I think is uh, such a, an important uh, piece of the empowerment puzzle. And I think it's an integral uh, component to be able to support people at all stages of life so that together we can rewrite the narrative for the next generation. So I'm super grateful to have you here with me today to talk a little bit about how you do that and how you bring the feel good nurse to life. So welcome, Thank Ingrid. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. <laughs> and I'm so excited to be here. I was so excited when you invited me to come on here. I too am so grateful for the online space where we got to meet. And it's just amazing when you really truly have a connection with somebody, whether it's online or in person, it doesn't stop that. It's just you just instantly connect and you find your people and it's important to hold on to them. Absolutely. So. And, you know, pre this, pre this situation, you know, I, I offer a variety of face-to-face -face opportunities, women's circles and coaching and things like that. And initially, and I'm, I know I'm not the only one, there was talk about like, how could we put it online? Would people be ready? Mm. Could you get the same impact? What about the energetic connection? And, and I wouldn't say it's perfect and it doesn't translate a hundred percent, but there is a lot that can still be gained from these opportunities um, to connect online. So um, yeah, so I'm grateful that we're doing this and that we're going to be like super connected from now, from this moment on. So you can 100%. expect me to be talking about Ingrid all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So Ingrid, like I mentioned before, you're sort of a multi-passionate driven individual um, and, and, and guided by, I would, what I see is sort of like an inner sense, um, mm. a, a real um, desire to lift others up. So mm -hmm. let us know a little bit about your path. Like what, uh, brought you through. I'm going to guess that sort of the RN world started first. Mm -hmm. It sounds very um, like the thing that we do when we leave school, we go and become a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell me about that. And then, and like what transpired, what was that moment like when you shifted and started to incorporate more modalities into your business? Sure. 
So I um, was a registered nurse in long-term care and I had a super fulfilling, rewarding career in that. I've got to tell you, like the, the truth is <laughs> I went into, um, I went to, I became a nurse because I wanted to be an ICU nurse because I was, you know, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And in my eyes, the ICU nurse, that was the cream of the crop, right? Like that's, that was the stand, like that's where you wanted to be. And um, I did, I actually went and I be, you know, did um, six months in ICU. That was where I did my preceptorship under an amazing mentor. And I did love it, but I missed so much that one key piece because your patients are unconscious. And I really missed that interaction. And yes, you had that in different ways and you had that with the families, but you didn't have the same connection. And in the meantime, to help myself, you know, go get through nursing, I had accepted a job as a PSW in a long-term care home in a tiny little place at the time and um, just over a hundred beds. And funny enough, long-term care was the last place that I wanted to be. Like, I literally remember going to my, you know, my advisor at the time saying, no, no, I don't want to work with seniors. I don't like them. They don't like me. <laughs> like, we don't get along. But... <laughs> Falling in love with long-term care and talking about following that guidance, um, I was offered at you know at sort of at the graduation moment in nursing. I was offered two really amazing opportunities, and one was to continue on as an ICU critical care um, nurse in a prestigious downtown Toronto hospital, and the other one was to continue on in my you know where I had started my placement and I had gotten this PSW position um, to continue there. And I remember sitting in a parking lot with my husband bawling my eyes out because they were both really good opportunities. And I, and he said, well, what do you feel like you want to do? Like what would make you happy? Right? Because whatever position you get into, you will make it work. You will make that yours. Right? What will make you happy? Because you have to be there for 12 hours a day. Right? Yeah. So that was probably the best advice. I went with my heart mm. and I chose long-term care and an amazing story there. I was actually promoted to supervisor of care or nursing at the time in six months um, of becoming an RN there. Yeah. And my career just flourished there and I'm super grateful. Everything that I learned and I got to do there, the higher up I sort of went in that position, the more responsibilities that came with it. And I loved it because it was such a challenge. And somehow I attached that movement, that momentum, that paycheck mm -hmm. to my worth, mm. right? So the more that I was doing, the better the money, the more I was succeeding in life. And in yeah. to a point, to a point, that is one measure, but it's mm -hmm. not the only measure. Right. And there was a point, you talk about a pivotal moment. This was one where... I, I did, I became, um, I was promoted into another position and now I was sort of working between two long-term care homes. So I was a professional practice lead. And so I was developing and implementing ministry of health regulated programs for both homes. So now I'm working between two homes. I have a team underneath me, you know, professionally life is good. Yeah. One night I remember it was very late and I said to somebody, okay, I really need to get home and go and see my roommate talking about my husband. Oh, hmm. I'm going to try not to cry. No. Um, and she looked at me and she said, that's really sad. And I, it was literally like, that's not, 
what do you mean? That's not sad. And on the drive home, I don't even remember the drive home. I literally was like, that is so sad. Actually, that is so sad. And that was one of those moments that I remember thinking, yeah, like professionally, I feel very rewarded, but what's going on in my personal life? You know, and then I started to, that started as sort of a chain of events. That was one moment. Another one was turning 40. So when I turned 40, um, <clears throat> I wanted to do something special in, in along the lines of doing something for me, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. my professional life is great. Personal life is not bad. I had nothing to complain about, but it definitely was taking a backseat to mm -hmm. my, my professional life. So I decided after sort of a lot of looking around, um, I had, hadn't really been doing yoga at this point, but I decided I wanted to go on a yoga retreat. I don't know why. It was just something that was so strong in my head. You need to go on a yoga retreat. So that's okay. what I was listening to. I don't know. It wasn't even <laughs> in a yoga class. I actually Googled um, yoga retreat. <laughs> so I, before you keep going, I have a quick question. Were you in the habit of doing a lot of gut trusting decision-making or was... Um, yes I mean, and no. Yes and no. It, okay. There were times because you have to do that in our line of work. You, mm -hmm. a lot of it is instinct and you're reacting right. to your knowledge, right? Like your experience, your knowledge is telling you, this is what right. you have to do. So there's that gut instinct of like, this is what we need to do. Right. Um, and then just, yeah, that, that I would say that intuition or that gut feeling was kind of always there with me. Did I always yeah. pay attention to it? No, absolutely right. not. Would you say it was more like foundationally driven? So you have to, you're trained to have all of this knowledge so that you mm -hmm. can react on the fly, which yep. that's what you want um, yeah. in, in a health professional. And, um, and I'm wondering if, you know, the idea to go on a yoga retreat, if that, if you felt like that was of the same sort of ilk, like yeah. they had this, right. And, and yeah. I'm, cause it's more like there's, it's, you're basing it on knowledge, but it's knowledge that you probably weren't even aware of, like yeah. knowing, like a knowing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so one is absolutely very sort of knowledge-based, um, a little bit of an intuition sort of as to you start to read things and people and know that there's something more to this maybe, and I kind of need to respond in this way, but not paying attention to that bigger source of knowledge or that bigger source of awareness, yeah. that no, that wasn't really prevalent in my life. I was very fact-oriented, very show me, um, you know, I have to see it to believe it, that kind of idea. And so this was very different yoga retreat. Like even my husband, yoga retreat. I'm like, this is what I want to do. He's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> this sounds like going away somewhere and right. being alone and, and like, you know, doing yoga, which I used to like in my twenties. Um, right. You know, that seems like something fun to do. Anyway, the poor man Googled all sorts of things to try to fun things <laughs> to try to get me away from this, but no. And I remember the moment that he closed the laptop and he said, you really want to go on this yoga retreat by yourself, don't you? And I said, I need to go on this mm -hmm. yoga retreat by myself. And that was the moment. That was the first time we ever had vacationed on separately as well. And off I went. So I, the funny thing is I, the one that I had Googled was this place in Nicaragua, but it was being hosted by a small yoga studio who was literally about a five minute drive from my work. <laughs> how alive is that right <laughs> like tell me that that's not meant to be so I went and I have to say that um 
there was a so many things that happened on the retreat, but the most important one, John, was the fact that I had time to unthink. I had so much time to unthink everything that I was programmed on a daily basis to think, you know, and, and then time to almost start to rethink things. So there was that unthinking, like I, I didn't have to think about all this stuff which left me with a whole lot of space and time to actually start to really pay attention to what was I holding when that wasn't a part of my life. And it wasn't so good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, awareness, man. It's so valuable. And sometimes that whole, like, I just want to, I want to unknow. I want to be ignorant. Like ignorance is bliss. It truly is. And you can't, and my husband, he said it the other day, he's like, awareness sucks. Like I get it. It's great. And it sucks. I'm like, well, it's, it feels, it has a lot of feeling like you're yeah. in it and, and there's a lot in there. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that I, I'd have to say that was the main thing is that it's, I, I don't think that necessarily everything was resolved on that trip for me, it, but it was one of those pivotal, huge pivotal moments where I thought I can't go back to that person. I can't. And I didn't. When I went back, everybody kept saying, you're so different. Like, what do you mean? Like, you're so changed. You're so chill. I was like, who was I before? <laughs> like, I thought I was a likable, nice person. <laughs> like, you're so like different, weird. I don't know. And I thought, okay, why? Like, and I wasn't cluing in, cluing in, right? Because what happens is you get thrown back into routine and that's that same hamster wheel, right? So you're responding, you're reacting, you're growing, you're putting out fires and you, you don't have that week long time by yourself on the beach, on the platform, yoga platform, <laughs> licking the water to process, right? No, right. <laughs> you're right in the middle of a whole bunch of other stuff, right? Right. But what I started to do with small changes was I started to listen to my own needs. I started to, you know, um, pay attention to stuff that I needed. I started to continue with my yoga practice and so forth. Um, but I guess the universe thought I wasn't doing it fast enough because then I got really sick. Oh yeah. So I, um, I remember I got sick early of, um, the 2016 it was, and I got, I was having a lot of, um, problems in my upper respiratory and I kept going to doctors and they kept saying, Oh, it's post nasal drip. You're fine. I was like, I'm pretty sure there's something heavier going on here. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, we had so much going on at work that I couldn't afford to get sick, you know? And, and, but like, no, not, there's no fault there. I'm not laying blame, but like when you're busy and work is busy and they need you, they're happy to hear that you're okay to keep going as well. Right. Right. So circumstances just kept it that I really needed to keep pushing until one day I remember sitting in a meeting with my senior management and I couldn't breathe. I just, I started calling and I was like, I really need to go. And and I remember going and basically that was, I needed to go. And I had to take time, really take time to heal because now physically I had let it go too far but also that really, that mentality of was, um, I think then that I started to realize that, yeah, I'm, I, I can't go back to that. I'm not going back to that. And that started a series of events where basically ended up that I didn't go back. 
I just never went back. And then then I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I didn't (laughs) have to wonder for too long because it's almost like things when you commit to something, when you commit to yourself, Mm -hmm. things just start to happen for you. And that's the truth, right? So if you don't listen to that, it's almost like things become harder. You become more stuck. You become more overwhelmed. Um, you know, things just don't work out and you keep pressing and hitting your head against that wall because you're convinced that's what you're supposed to be doing. And we don't take enough time to stop and think, why isn't this working out? This is not about winning and succeeding. This is about, am I really where I'm supposed to be? Because when you are, it's not that it's easy. You still have to work for it, but it feels so much different to be in alignment. Absolutely. I, before I felt really like I had, I'd arrived, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to say, I want work that doesn't feel like work, Mm -hmm. but it challenges me every day. Like I, I enjoy being busy, but I don't want to be, I I want the busy to be fulfilling. Like I, I like doing things. I like being Mm -hmm. out there, like engaging. Um, and I don't mind committing to creating something. Mm -hmm. Is it work? Sure. Have I done it before? No. Okay. Let's learn. Let's do that's work. Um, but there, it's a much different feeling. And I equate it to like that whole filling cup, emptying cup kind of thing. Like the work that is work that is out of alignment, it drains you. Mm -hmm. And so you end up feeling like that was work or the the definition of work being it's hard, it's complicated, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. You're left depleted and, and work that is, or any action that is fully aligned at the end, you may be physically tired. Like, you know, if you're doing something with your body, you're physically, you know, you're, you're tired, but you're not, a, you're not mentally drained. You're, you're mm-hmm. filled up. And I, yep. you know, I remember those, those early moments when I started to feel that mm-hmm. like, and surprised by like how good I felt. Like I, I used to tell you people. You almost feel bad. To yeah, feel and it felt good. right. And it felt yes. like a little weird. Like I didn't want to tell yeah. people. Like, I know. <laughs> When I, too when good I, to be true. Too good to be true. And, and mm-hmm. so, and it sounds weird. Like when I, I had a toddler and an infant and I started, I started getting up at 4.30 in the morning to journal, to have time for me for the first time mm-hmm. ever. And I stopped needing a nap. Mm-hmm. And people were like, how does that make sense? I'm like, because the, the, the hour and a half I gave myself mm-hmm. gave me more, like exponentially mm-hmm. provided me with energy. And then not to say that I was like, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed every minute of the day, but I didn't feel that sort of mental exhaustion that I had gotten in the habit of feeling as a, as a young mom or new mom. I wasn't a young mom. Those are two Mm -hmm. different things. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So I'm interested about sort of those moments for you when you started to take action uh, that was more, which was more aligned as, Mm -hmm. and as you started to step into that, what was that like? Like what did, did, you know, you know, now that your awareness is kind of tuned in, yep. walk us through the, that experience and, and what it was like to, to right. go so there. My vision was that, okay, well, I'm an expert in working with seniors and helping and building programs and helping them to stay mobile and helping them to live, you know, long, healthy lives. So I thought I'll do that in the community, right? I'll help seniors um, to live healthy lives and to stay at home longer, be independent, you know, be healthy mentally, physically. And so that's where my vision started. <laughs> but I kept hitting roadblock after roadblock. I thought, but like, obviously I meant to do this, like for sure, I meant to do this. 
And it's so interesting because I kept, I, my path I was seeing was going this way. I kept kind of being veered this way. So really strong was from the beginning, pregnant mamas to be. Hmm. And I was like, that can't, that can't be me. Like that's just, that, that's the completely different spectrum. Like that's, I don't know what they want from me, but like, okay, sure. We'll throw together a class and kind of figure that, like, I don't know what I'm doing with that. But then that class grew, right? And so that class kept growing. And then it was, um, a, an opportunity came up through a friend that there was a place that was looking to have uh, yoga for moms while the kids were playing. And I thought, okay, yeah, that's something I can do while my real thing works out. <laughs> it's a side hustle. Yeah, like I'll it's not a that. thing. Just like, okay, In sure. I can do that. Yeah. Time. <laughs> you know? But what ended up happening was I ended up, you know, falling in love with that. And from there, I ended up falling in love with the kids and then starting these mm. kids camps. And, and then just it, it, whenever I was there, I was happy and things were moving and it just, and then I would try to kind of try to come over here and it was stuck. And stuck. stuck. <laughs> it was kind of easy at some point to be like, mm, okay, I'm going to come over this way more. Right. Because that just feels good and it's fun. And uh, there's, <laughs> the, absolutely. There's some, there's some serious gold in there because I think that for so many of us, especially, uh, us, um, recovering people, pleasing perfectionist, mm. imposter syndrome, super moms, right super here. women, right? Group for that? <laughs> yeah, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> Signed up but, already. On that one. Yeah. Right. And so then we're like, okay, um, I'm doing the thing and I'm, I'm like, I'm putting myself first and I'm going to be the fucking best at it. Let me yeah. tell you, I'm going to be the yeah. best at doing me the, uh, better than everybody else. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and we come up against obstacles. Okay. So I know how to handle an obstacle. I go over it, power through hammer, hammer, yeah. chisel, chisel, hard, hard, yeah. hard, hard. And not- That makes me a winner. Yeah. And yeah. everybody should see how, can you see how hard I'm working for this yeah. shit? I'm not getting anywhere, but can you see how hard I'm working? Yeah, I'm a and, rock star. Right. <laughs> and, and the whole time hard. And that, mm. then we, we step back into that habit of work should feel like work. It's yeah. hard. Right? pile more on my shoulders. Right? And Absolutely. My yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's making me sort of think about SMART goals. Okay. So mm. I'm sure many people are familiar with SMART goals. And I used to struggle with them and I didn't know why. And I realized that they are very masculine tuned. And I don't mm. mean men, I mean like energetically, mm -hmm. it's very like task, go, can you make it happen? Good. Do it in this time. Boom. Mm -hmm. And what's lacking is um, a, a a different way of looking at it. It's like heart goals. So I try to, with my work, align smart and heart, feminine, masculine energy. Like, mm -hmm. is this harmonious to me? Is it aligned with my values? Do I mm -hmm. feel full and complete? Like all of those pieces. And to look at that obstacle and us perfectionists, like just kill it till it's like good and dead. <laughs> no, but I can't leave it. I can't walk yeah. away. I can't quit. Not realizing that the obstacle is there to move you. Yes. Not for you to move it. Not all no, like, yes, there are that. things that we, we, we are, we are meant to move through. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. But again, feeling your way through that and, and consistently asking yourself, is this where I'm meant to be? Is this in alignment with my, my, my goal of self, not just mm -hmm. my task to be the best supporter of elderly people on the planet. Mm -hmm. Right. And then to, to go, 
oh, this means I'm, I, I go that way now. Thank you, mm-hmm. Boulder, this beautiful mm-hmm. Boulder. I'm just going to go that way. Mm-hmm. And it creates a sense of ease, right? Yes. And then, right, because life is meant to be enjoyed. And I don't mean, and like we said, it's not about not working. It's not about yeah. like blissed out on the beach every day. Yeah. Sometimes nice. Well, you find me. Right. Like just balance. <laughs> um, but it's about being able to wake up and go the, the actions I'm choosing to take every day, mm-hmm. all of them, I feel like they are aligned. Aligned is such a great word. It's my, it was actually it. my word for 2020 that I, I forgot it. until I was like, oh, look at me go. Um, <laughs> look at me being all aligned. <laughs> all aligned. And, and, and again, that whole idea of like looking at the boulder and going, oh, oh, look at that. I didn't even see that. Yeah. And you wouldn't have seen it had you not yeah. hit the boulder. Like yeah. you would not have found those other things and probably been open to, okay, sure, I could do that. Oh yeah, yeah. I could do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Oh. I, I, so I usually use the example of like pebbles on the beach, right? Like there's little pebbles on the beach. Some of them you stop, you pick up and put back. And then there's like bigger ones that you can't really pick up. Maybe you have to kind of step over them, but yep. you notice them. You might stub your toe on it and you kind of look and get, ow, <laughs> enough to notice. Like, what yeah. was that? Yep. And, but you, you keep going, like you step over it. So little hurdles, little obstacles, they're okay. That does, yes. That's not like a big warning sign stop, but just maybe you need to pivot, right? That's yeah. a big one. Maybe you need to pivot. Maybe you need to like pay attention to something. Something needs to be tweaked. Yep. But then you have those big ass boulders. Right? Why do we try to push those? Like I they're know. clearly and- not meant to be pushed out of the way. It's not because you're supposed to go get the dynamite and blow it up. <laughs> so you can move through it. It's yes. just a big warning sign of like wrong way, not well- right now <laughs> to go with your analogy which i love i'm visualizing walking along the beach and i'm oh stub my toe and sometimes you know often and I'm, I'm sure you find this as well you know we we need to be able to flip from big picture to where am i in the moment yeah big picture where i'm in the moment so when we're faced on the big picture i'm going here i go yeah. going yeah. going going oh stub my toe right yeah. that's like the universe going hey you just pay attention look down yeah. at your feet mm-hmm. like okay we'll go inside we'll, the pivot, like, yeah. oh, I just got to shift over. I, oh, I got to move. Oh, I got to move up. Like all those things, right? And if we're face too close, like nose, okay, take my little steps, do my, yeah. oh, and you run against the wall, right? And then it's, yeah. oh, it's almost like the opposite. Like, no, you need to look at the big picture here. You need yeah. to look at with like the, what is the essence of what you're doing? So I just got chills. <laughs> I got chills. Well, you know what, and what book I'm rereading, because I absolutely love it. Paolo Coelho's The Alchemist. You know that part in the book? You need to read that book. Wait, can you, anybody see my goosebumps? <laughs> Sorry if you're just listening. I Literally this morning, I was like, ooh. And I was reading that part about where he, he's carrying around the oil on the spoon around mm-hmm. the castle. And he, he's so concentrated on not spilling that oil, right? That he's missing all the beautiful tapestries yes. and statues and all the, right? So he's missing the big picture. But yeah. then, you know, he also is kind of looking around and, drops most of the oil, but it's a balance. It's a balance. And, and not only is it a balance, we each have our own preference, Mm. right? So I am a like down in the dirt, detail, 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 detail. Like I can, which is why I can plan events, even though that requires big picture. It really is about, okay, like I can, I can, I'm going to do a big event. Well, now I get to do 22,000 things. Ooh, how exciting. Right. And so um, I got some great advice early in my sort of venture out into business land, which was you need to hire a CEO for your solopreneur company, like, mm. it, which is you, 
right? Mm -hmm. So I needed to hire myself as the big picture thinker. And so that that person comes in once a week or once a month and goes, where are you at there, honey? That's good. So like pick your head up and look around, right? And yet if you were a big picture person and you're walking around, right, you need to hire the doers, which is against all you if you're a solopreneur, but you need to be able to go, okay, I'm, I'm focusing. It's not that we can't do all the things. It's that we have a preference. And, and when we, and knowing what our preference is, is also crucial for, because we tend to do those, um, we jump into that during the, like a knee jerk response. So if we're faced Mm -hmm. with crisis, COVID, like Mm -hmm. anything, Mm -hmm. our, our knee jerk response is to go with what's comfortable. What what, what our survival mode, right? So my survival mode is like, do things like Mm -hmm. do, 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 and such that, like right now I'm experiencing a lot of overwhelm Mm. because the big picture is demanding that I pay attention. Mm -hmm. So like my kids are going back to school and I haven't given myself time to process that yet. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a big thing. And so Mm -hmm. you're listening to this we're recording in August. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of in this space and by the time that we air this, who knows where my kids will be. Um, might've pulled out a couple more hairs on the side. I, it's, it's a very, it's very possible, <laughs> but it's it, that knowing that about myself to be able to like, okay. And so I've scheduled in sessions with practitioners, with healers, with mm-hmm. like a yoga retreat. Like I'm like, I know I'm super busy right now. And if I don't do this planning now, when I'm in the thick of it and I need to take that big step back, yep. I won't. I just yep. won't. I'll be like, no, yep. no, I got, I got more stuff to do. Got more stuff to do. Well, plus you're reacting to the schedules and the to do. So there's no time to even right. plan something like that. Yeah. No. And so that kind of, I'm, it's awesome and not surprising the way that the universe works, that that's kind of what we're talking about today. Cause mm-hmm. that's literally what is my world is sort of doing the, you know, get into the, yeah. the get down and dirty and do the stuff or like take a step back and take a breather and reassess and, and, mm-hmm. oh, there's a big, a freaking boulder in the way. Yeah. And I love that you, you tied it into the personal as well, because that's something I'm feeling. I'm picking up from my clients right now. That is huge is the overwhelm. So, so those blocks that we're talking about, those analogies, Mm -hmm. they're, they're professional. Yes. Mm -hmm. But they shouldn't be so separate professional, personal life, right? Right. Similar concepts. We can attach those to, you know, our relationships or how we're feeling in our personal day to day. And, you know, what, what am I, bumping against so hard constantly and why am I fighting it? Maybe sometimes we need to kind of take a step back, right? And especially I think right now a lot is of that overwhelm is coming, you know, from parents with, you know, dealing with the, you know, kids at home. And I have had so many moms say to me and dads too, but I work most, working most with women Mm -hmm. is um, I'm so overwhelmed. Like I, I, I don't know if I'm coming or going, I don't know who I am anymore. And just that, that sense, they're grieving that sense of self loss. And so I'm like, that's you telling yourself that you don't want to lose that. So what are you going to do about it? Right. And it doesn't need to be massive, but stop fighting it. And all that time that you're spending thinking about how unhappy you are, do something to make yourself happy. Right. Even if it's just a little something each day. Yeah. And they come back and they're like, it's incredible. Like, it's just, it's so small. It seems almost too simple, but it's so powerful when we take that time and we set up boundaries to protect our, our, our own identity. It's huge. Well, we, I, I don't know about you, but I tend to attract women who it, it needs to be hard. Everything needs yeah. to be hard. Like 
if it's not hard, it's not worth it. It's not good. And I'm, and it's not worth doing unless it's yeah. hard. Oof, yeah. Bullshit. Um, yeah. so, you know, we keep, if it's hard, it means that's where we're supposed to keep going. Cause that's, but that's our, so like, self-serving. Don't you find, and I can, even from my own experience, like yeah. I was making things hard because I felt like, well, the harder it is, the more I have to overcome, which makes me even more of a rock star. Absolutely. Right? Because my, cause my worth and value is all outside of me. Isn't hard. It, right. It's so if it's not hard, then it's yep. not worth telling other people about, which means then how am I going to find out if I'm good enough? It's not going to impress anybody if it's easy. No, right? no. They'd be like, anyone can do that. Right. And, and <laughs> so for all of us out there and every single woman has this in some capacity, there's something that we, that comes easy mm-hmm. for it, It's different for everybody, but that thing that comes easy is often the thing that we are meant to be fully aligned with yet. We steer clear of it because mm-hmm. we wouldn't, possibly talk about it. If it's easy for me, that means it's easy for everybody. So then why would I bother? Like, why would I step into that? Nobody cares because everybody, you know, it's that whole analogy. Like, doesn't everybody think this way? Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. No. And or even our social is like that. You ever notice yeah. that? You get a group of women together and what do they do? They just bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I call it <laughs> clucking hens. And, <laughs> I love hens. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, it's interesting. Um, so Martin Siegelman, who is the founder of Positive Psychology, and um, he talks about an, uh, something called social capital. And social capital is our capacity to build connections with people who are not like ourselves, which then expands our capacity mm. for growth and, and learning. Mm-hmm. And I listened to a podcast, I think before, that was recorded before podcasts were a thing, um, about social capital decreases and diminishes um, whenever they're like th- places like social media, it depletes and like negates social capital because all it does is it builds algorithms to give us more of what we know and like, so we mm. can curate our feed to just mm-hmm. feed back the same information that we're constantly surrounded by mm, putting in us bubble. in a position. Yeah. Putting us in a position where we believe, start to believe that everybody thinks the way that we do, because this is what we have. And the times of, in, I'm thinking about right now, the sort of social strife, it's lack of social capital that creates the silos of, and the divisiveness and the marginalization. And it is through our, each our individual choice to be willing to step outside of our, I don't say comfort zones, but what we believe and what we see so that we can be open to receive information that does not match ours. Mm-hmm. And, and we as women, you know, and, and we just, it's, it's a natural phenomenon for our social groups to obviously we're surrounded by people that sort of go with the flow like we do, because it's just easier. And I don't, I really have time to be like sitting and listening and digesting and processing your completely different point of view. Like, um, Mm -hmm. and for people like me, I struggle because I can't be in a group of people and we're doing like some group think Mm-hmm. because I can get really lost there. Mm-hmm. And so I find, you know, you can get really lonely unless you can find the people that like, that challenge you again. It's that idea mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that the challenging, but it, the growth and all of that inside of that. So, uh, yeah. since my, I I'd learned about this in sort of a different realm of my life when I was working with poverty awareness and, and understanding, uh, the different structures of how people exist, I was like, Oh, this is like, this is a pinnacle piece of information that if I strive to embrace my capacity for building social capital, then as a result, I will 
you know, it, there would be more ease in my growth and development. There would be more connections, more possibilities. Mm-hmm. So, it's yeah. a bit of a side tangent there. I just got very no. excited about, no. um, <laughs> no, <laughs> about it's social so true. It's so true. And that's something that I find that I've definitely, um, have speaking about boundaries and about mm-hmm. growth is something that I have really had to work very hard on in my personal life is, is setting up those boundaries into, um, relationships and, you know, how are the people around me? And it's not to be selfish, but in a way, yes. And sometimes we have to be selfish because when we're, when we're in that, in that period of growth and our, our soul in a sense are, is trying to grow, we can't be chained down to old ways, old patterns. It doesn't make them wrong forever, but it might make it that it's wrong for right now. Right. And we might need to step away from people that, you know, um, that are just aren't serving that purpose. And you'll know that because you feel in friction constantly, or you feel, um, negative emotions around that. Right. So it's not necessarily a time to be fixing that because maybe there's nothing wrong, but it's maybe about fueling yourself with new ideas and, you know, new people and, and how they're they're sort of where are they going and what are they thinking what are their values and and challenge yourself right and you might grow in you know to that place or you might decide that okay you know what i'm ready to go back over here it right it's just about really being in tune and i think that that's what we're talking about is really paying attention being in tune and and one thing that i like that you said is that you know we almost we don't pay attention to the easy because it's not hard and that's that's true we almost don't think that we're deserving right? Like we think easy equals that's not for me. Easy is for all those, you know, other people that have made it. Well, you know, think about everyone like Dr. Seuss, JK Rowling, um, Alan, Oprah, gosh, like there's so many people who, if they had listened to the first person that had said no to them, they, they would have, you know, given up. Right? right. But they, they kept going, they kept believing in what they were doing and they kept following and it's not by bashing their heads against the wall, but it was, they believed in themselves so much that I do deserve this. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they, they just were consistent. And if you can believe in yourself and you can be consistent, you can have it. Absolutely. And we need to start believing that. Yep. And I, three, my visual is always, it's about playing the long game mm-hmm. in a society is designed for dopamine hits, right? Mm-hmm. immediate gratification. But being able to believe in yourself means that you, you're you playing the long game. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're putting your faith in your own actions and in your own thoughts consistently, even when there's no immediate result. Yep. And, and so it's like that drop in the bucket, right? And, and continuing to recommit to that belief yep. every day. And lo and behold, the bucket fills up yep. and, and there you are. And yep. it's... It is a habit that many of us are just not, we just don't have. And so that is why fabulous people like you enter into people's lives to be that consistent, supportive, loving reminder that you can do, follow, believe, Mm -hmm. trust, show up for yourself, um, and, and, and help encourage people to, to commit to that until they can do it unconsciously. Yes. Right. And, and I, that's why I love working with children is because mm. children get it. There's a, <laughs> oh my gosh, I, li- I, one of my classes, one of the girls, <clears throat> we were talking about what we like most about ourselves and whatnot. Right. And it's a cha- time to like share, like, what yeah. do you love about yourself? 
but because we're, I'm trying to instill that it's okay to love something about yourself and to, to share it. Cause I think, you know, a lot of times we're like, we downplay that in people like, Oh, that person's cocky or arrogant or, you know, Mm -hmm. full of himself. No, maybe they're just confident or maybe they have like a really hard life and they're trying to, you know, build themselves up and hold themselves up and say, you know what, this is something I had to work really hard for and I'm proud of it. And even if we didn't try to worry about why other people are blowing themselves up, doesn't mean we can't, we can't, right? Like, like, okay, you do you. You seem very happy with yourself. Awesome. And I too, (laughs) it doesn't, them being good at it, life doesn't yeah. mean we are not yeah right it's almost yeah. like there it, it gets taken away somehow yeah. like there's oh, there's only so much good yeah in, in the world to have right <clears throat> and so anyway so this girl she says to me she says well i just love my hair <laughs> you know and i said you i was like you have beautiful hair and you know like it's it's important to empower people to feel that they can share what they you don't have to have you don't you don't have to say, oh yeah, well, you know, I've put on so much weight. Oh girl, I put on weight and I lost some hair. Oh girl, I put on weight and I lost some hair and, right? Like, it's like we try to like one up each other. And oh, like, oh, 100%. Well, it, we have a great habit of negating our greatness. And yeah. so I, I started my coaching practice literally with self-celebrations. Like that's all I want to hear. If we do nothing that. else, tell me something great about you that you've accomplished. And they, most people, I don't know. I mean, I just live, I'm, I'm a mom, I'm a woman, yeah. I do stuff and I do stuff. And we don't even acknowledge that the stuff that we've done is a value, right? right. We're just so used to delete, 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 miss it completely. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, just turning your attention, even for a moment a day onto that acknowledging our value and our worth in our actions and our thoughts and our behaviors and just in who we are, just doing mm-hmm. that for a moment a day the, the ripple effect, it's compounded. You do it for five minutes, but it can carry you through until tomorrow morning, Yeah. right? You don't have to be, you know, walking around going, did I tell you about how great I was? Oh, I, I, then I did this and then I did this, right? (laughs) It's, it's, it's about going, yeah, I learned that. I said no today. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I I took a big old deep breath before screaming at my kids. That's a serious win, right? So uh, that for me is like, it's simple mm-hmm. and it's just not a habit yet. Right. And if, so if someone is out there listening and you, you don't do this for yourself, cool. Mm-hmm. Feel free to start today and then the next day and start over the next day and start over the next day, because if it's not a habit yet, you're not naturally going to do it. Not only that, we actually have an opposite habit of negating. Yeah. So stop I'm, the negative talk. Yeah. Shut it down. Anytime you start like saying something nasty about yourself, shut it down and be like, no way. And say something positive about yourself. Absolutely. And it's for me, I spent years not knowing I had negative self-talk. I just, it just was, and it was kind of masked in effective, productive efficiency, right? It wasn't so much like you can't, you're not good. It was, you know, do that, do this, get that done. Like, and it was sort of attached to this constant, that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so what I found was a really big shift was just focusing on what I did want. Like I, I, I couldn't, if I spent too much time trying to think about how crappy it was, I just ended up staying there for too long. Yeah. So if I wanted to incorporate self-talk or, um, or any small like 
that, and that's a big one. Any small type behavior, I just had to consistently turn my attention to it every single yep. day. Yeah. And, and that's how you build a habit. It's, and building in the environment, you know, when you're feeling like you're in a good headspace, call the people that you know will back you up and go, I need you to help me with this. I'm going to text you every morning after I uh, use whitening toothpaste. Like, I, I don't know, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. the thing is that you're trying to build a habit yeah, yeah, yeah. of. Yeah. Um, I think that that's it's a really It's so important thing. to do that. Yeah. And I'm glad that you brought that up. So <laughs> um, I never used to make my bed in the mornings. I don't know if that's like, a, <laughs> but I never used to make my bed in the morning because like I was too busy, right? I was too Ooh, busy buddy. and <laughs> like, can't make my bed in the morning. I got to run it. Got to like, you know, I'd rather use those 30 seconds <laughs> yep. to, I don't know, whatever. But I was like, no, you know what? You're going to make your bed in the morning. Because I read there is something that I think there's like the oh that, there's the general the, guy that says to around, make yeah, your yeah. bed yeah <laughs> so I was like maybe it's a thing I don't know but you know what it gives you such a sense of accomplishment like it's it's bizarre okay it's I can't but I mean in your head I I'm not surprised but I can't believe you mentioned that because so that little the the speech that the guy's giving and says if you do one thing make yeah. your bed then yeah. you can accomplish something right. It went around in this group I was in, and I had a visceral response to it. I didn't. I didn't make my. I haven't made my bed um, in years. Mm. My visceral response was, I was supposed to make my bed every morning as a small child, and I rebel against all the shoulds. So right. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not making my bed. I don't have to. Right. Like right. you can't make me. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> like so, and I'm just. I leave my room. I don't live in my room. I literally walk out of the bed and leave, and I have better things to do with my day yeah. than to worry about whether or not my bed is made. Yeah. And. And I, then I, so I have this response. I text my friend who's like, yeah. had put it in the who group. Who does he think he is? Well, I was like, this is my problem with this. And I will not be making my bed. And she's like, well, and, and not about her. And we were yeah, good, no, no, but no. I was just like, and, but then I started to go, what is up with that? Like, yeah. where is all that coming from? Right. And um, <laughs> it was very much attached to, I'm so busy. Mm. And I, not only did I not make my bed, make my bed I used to also not fold my clothes. I just shove right. them in the drawer. People yeah. are like, what? Like, I, I, I yeah. don't, outwardly, that's not my persona. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm like, no, I don't have time to fold my clothes. Mm -hmm. I'm very busy. Mm -hmm. And I shove them in the drawer. Yes. And too busy. Uh, too, too busy. Too and, important. And, yes. you know, thank you, COVID, for so many things. One of it, I just, <laughs> I, I started this like, okay, take a breath there, Dion. Like you can make your, making my bed is this hard. Like yeah. it's like a blanket. It's not even a thing, right? It's it, not it, like it's when I was bed. a kid where I'd have to like double tuck under the pillow. Do you know what you have to learn a nursing girl? Like I can make corners um, like you don't believe. A whole other conversation, but I do know what you don't have to do, do in that nursing. to my personal bed. No, well I did. I actually went to nursing school. Oh no. um, And and a whole, like I said, I a whole other conversation because I dropped out of nursing school. Because you had to make a bed? No, the beds were <laughs> fine. Um, you know when you like <clears throat> use a syringe on an orange to figure out how to make a syringe work? Uh. Okay. And I was like, oh, I can't wait till I never have to do this because I had dreams of being mm. a lactation consultant. And I went, yeah. I can't wait till I yeah. have to never give a needle. <laughs> I literally got up from that class and dropped out of school. Like that was well, my- that was smart. <laughs> <laughs> that you were already in alignment then. <laughs> you didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I, I made this sort of commitment recently to like make the bed yeah. and 
put the clothes away in a way like it's like I'm taking a breath for me. It's okay to like yeah. take 30 seconds to I like, deserve to go to bed in a nice like made bed and, and like, look nice. And, and it's funny, like these things are staring at us. And not only that, as coaches and people who support others, I'm like, I can pinpoint it in someone else like that. Mm -hmm. But for me, like years, mm -hmm. visceral responses mm -hmm. and still like Mm -hmm. I am not yeah. giving up this no. crap. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I do in the morning is I, and I, this is so funny. I have Goldie Hawn to thank for this. I don't know where I picked this up, but she does this ridiculous, like <laughs> she will bend, she says she bends over and she goes like all the way up. <laughs> and I was like, that is ridiculous. So ridiculous that I wanted yeah. to try it. So I yes. tried it. It's hilarious. It feels That's so good. Awesome. So I literally will either like pump a song in the morning or I will because, you know, do this blah, 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 blah thing. Yeah. I'll take five breaths. Like I'll do like not a whole yoga flow right then and there, but I'll do something fun and light in the morning because it really does help. I find for mm -hmm. me set mm -hmm. the tone. Yeah. Sometimes you wake up and you're just in a really crappy mood and you don't know, maybe <laughs> have a good night's sleep, full moon. I don't know. But you wake up and like, it just sets off a series of events. Like you stub your toe and then you like, you know, whatever. There's just it's, like- It's the Murphy's law, out. right? And and For the sure. thing about Murphy's law, it's a law, it's universal. It goes both ways. Like yes. you, it's not Murphy's law means, oh, my life sucks. Everything's going to be sucky. It's, mm. oh, that was good. Oh, that yeah. means that the next thing will be good. And the next, yeah. it, and it's the biologically, it's turning your attention so that you filter out what you don't want to pay attention to. So yeah. pay attention to the fun and the light and the, oh, I'm doing the blah, blah, blah thing. Uh, my kids yeah. are going to love that. Oh my God. <laughs> well, my one kid is going to love it. The other one's going to like, I can uh, I do it from I'm the floor? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, Ingrid, this has been phenomenal. And I'm, I'm so happy to have, um, had this chance to learn more about what drives you and what lights you up and, and, and for us to unpack some really cool things here today. I actually forgot that we were on a podcast together. I chatting. <laughs> I was like, no, you're leaving me. Where are you going? <laughs> My insecurities of abandonment were starting to kick no, in. Where are you going? No. <laughs> <laughs> so for all of the <laughs> listeners and people watching who are interested in learning more about um, Ingrid and the Feel Good Nurse and the amazing work that she does with people from all ages and stages of life, then uh, there will be a link for you uh, there. And I'm sure you've um, can find her on Facebook at the Feel Good Nurse um, and and follow her and love her because she's awesome. So, um, Ingrid, but before we go, mm -hmm. because you have gone through such a journey and you have definitely had some pivot points and transformational moments, um, what what would you say is is something you'd want to share with a woman who is at one of those points, who's who's like kind of looking at the <laughs> looking at the boulder and you know chisel mm. in hand, mm -hmm. yet Mm -hmm. there's ease and flow to be found. What, what would you share with her? Stop overthinking it. Stop. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Just do it. You will look back and think, why didn't I do it sooner? Like, just do it. Just go for it. Believe in yourself. And if you're having trouble believing yourself, get help from somebody yeah. like Dion who can help you believe in yourself because for all the reasons that you may not believe yourself and all the people and all the things that you, you know, may have stopped believing in yourself, know that you're not the only one who has stopped believing in themselves who now truly believes in themselves. So if you're having trouble believing yourself, 
find that person who's going to help you envision the life that you want. Yeah. And if you're thinking, well, the life I want isn't the life I can have, then you're either dreaming out of alignment. Like it's either way, like really big out there and that's not really what you want. So do some deep soul searching. Like, what do I really want for myself? What's the life I really want? And then do it. Like just, <laughs> even if it's one little thing a day. Yeah. And it, it just, things will start to open up because you will start to be in alignment and you will feel so much better and stop waiting. That would be my thing. Just do it. Awesome. Oh, fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you everybody Thank for you. listening and uh, we will see you again next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.